Hey, welcome to a special edition of the Back to Back Podcast on the Count the Dings Network. I'm Zach Harper. Today, Wayne Fetterman, comic legend. He has done all kinds of stuff. He's written for Jimmy Fallon Show. He has uh, been in Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's in Legally Blonde. He's been doing this. He's a stand-up comedian. He's been doing this since the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. He's spanning decades. Very funny guy. Also, very big basketball fan. Huge basketball fan. Wrote a biography for Pistol Pete. Um, he's talked to Red Auerbach. He's done all kinds of things. Loves today's NBA. Appreciates the old stuff. He plays uh, pickup basketball in Chuck Taylors. It's a it's a very insane lifestyle, but a very cool one. Uh, Wayne was gracious enough to uh, invite me into his home where we recorded a podcast with our friend Andrew Steven. And Wayne also has his own podcast, The History of Stand Up, which you can find on Apple Podcasts. And on all of those platforms. So check that out. It's very good. It's him and Andrew Steven kind of just going through. Wayne teaches Andrew the history of stand-up comedy. Very good. Once a week. Great listen. So check that out. Uh, Welcome to the Back to Back podcast on the Count the Dings Network. My pleasure today to be joined by Wayne Fetterman legend in the comic scene. Hey, I'm Wayne right? Fetterman. Hey, Wayne Fetterman. Nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. We just shook hands yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. those who aren't spying on us right now. Of course. Um, you have done everything in this business, Well, correct? I wouldn't say qu- everything, but I've done a lot. You've done a There's lot. some things I haven't done. One of my favorite things I ever did is I was at, in a music, uh, excuse me, karaoke video. Okay. You know, when they, when they play. Right, they get, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was in one for... For what, for what song? I think it was... Rockin' Robin. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing in a karaoke I, I, video? I'm going to tell you exactly. We're in uh, the... Uh, what is the name of that place? It's the the facility. It's up uh, on the mountain. It looks at the stars. Oh, Griffith. Griffith okay. Observatory. Yeah. yeah, Griffith Park Observatory. I'm sorry. And so, yeah. So we just shot there, like, popping in and out of windows okay. and things. And, you know, they have a lot of crazy stairs. Right. And we ran up and down that. I've always wondered wh- yes. how they get those videos exactly. because I was at a I was at a place in I don't know Sawtell or Koreatown or something, uh-huh. and a couple months ago, and it was there was just there was like a it was for I don't know some Pat Benatar song, and there's just people like arguing on a like in a was canoe. Was it hit me with your bet? No, it, no, it was love is a battlefield. Oh, and, yes. and people just look upset in a canoe, <laughs> and I didn't know you could be upset in a canoe. I just thought that was always a lovely, relaxing time. Oh, no. Especially if there's like gators in the sure, water, yeah. there could be things. There could, could be, be a lot going that on. That could be dangerous. I don't know. You're assuming all canoeing is. Lovely. I just I've never had a bad time in a canoe. Okay. So that's why. Yeah. What I like about you is you extrapolate your personal experience right. and make it worldwide. Well, I think I'm. I think I'm technically. I just made the millennial cut off so you have to take yes. everything that's happened to you is what's happened to everybody yeah so that's just that's how it is it's like no this can't be your experience because i've had this experience love it love it love it uh what would you say you were recognized for the most because you've been uh, all over you, tv no i will tell you exactly that's the easy question okay easy one that would be curb your enthusiasm okay sure because i did two episodes of that and there's curb nuts right. all over the place that love that show they tend to be jewish people okay and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they know, but they know my character name. This the it's really the only thing I really get noticed for. Dean, Dean Weinstein. Yeah, that's a great, okay, great pull. Okay, I I I've seen every episode of Curb a couple of times. Okay, and I did look it up last week to just double check, but it stuck in my head. So Dean Weinstein. Dean and Weinstein. There's a little bit of a trivia. Do you want this? This could I would, be boring. Absolutely this, no. This is what boring, our listeners please want. Please cut me off. Well, I'll just cut it out of the podcast yeah, completely. Oh, thank you. Yeah. God, thank you. Is your name Zach? My name's Zach. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
Lenny Bruce. Yes. Famous comedian. Legend. Legend. Died in 1966, I believe, okay. of a heroin overdose. His last girlfriend was named Lotus Weinstock. She was a young girl. She later became a comedian, worked at the comedy store. Okay. I befriended her. I knew her for years. And then she passed away. And that's what the name Weinstock comes from, Lotus Weinstock. Wow. Who was Lenny Bruce's last girlfriend. That's, a, that's very inside so baseball. So you're saying do not cut that off. I'm not going to cut that off. I find that interesting. It's <laughs> yeah. going to make it in. All right. Yeah. Low bar. <laughs> well, the, the, this show is pretty much a low bar for oh, just about everything. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No offense to you, but it's uh, we, we don't really have high standards with, with a lot of what we do. So that for me, that makes it yeah, in. Yeah. Uh, you're also a gigantic basketball fan. Not only fan, but lifetime player of player, basketball. You coach. Um, I coached a women's team, and okay. then when I was at Racket Lake Boys Camp, I also coached a little of little basketball. Can I show you something? Yes, absolutely. Look at that shoe right there. What do you see? That's a, that's a low-top Chuck Taylor. Yeah. That's what I play basketball You in. play basketball in that? Full court, outside basketball. Outside? Yes. On at Bancroft it, Middle School. Is it for rude to ask you how old you are? 59. 59? That's, that's Why not... Why is your voice getting that's high? That's not safe. <laughs> that's not... I am someone who I've gotten injured a lot. I've messed up my ankle. I've had knee surgery. Um, I have a shoulder tear. Like I've got, I get injured a you lot playing play basketball. You probably more aggressively than I do. Uh, I used to. Now it's just a three-point line to three-point <laughs> line me. thing. Yeah. Once I hit my thirties, I do play. I do play defense. I play defense. Oh, I don't do that at all. Oh, really? oh I gave up on that fifteen years uh, ago. No, I yeah. like if I'm going to relax. Okay. It's always on offense. Oh wow. Never See, I, re- I like never to, relax on defense. I like to shoot. So, so all I. I care about is shooting and yeah. shooting from long distance. That's oh. that's really my favorite well, thing. Well, just last week I had two game winners, both from three point. Line. Okay. Yeah. Just not to brag, but that's I mean, basically a spot up shoot. I I can't. Is your name Zach? It's still Zach. Yeah. Okay. I can't take <laughs> anyone. <laughs> I can't take anyone off the dribble. Okay. I mean, yeah. anyone off the dribble. When's it's, the last time you took someone off the dribble? It has to be during like the Clinton administration. Okay, it's a long time ago. <laughs> Been a while. Yeah, yeah. All right. I just can't. It's it's so frustrating. And yeah. always, I'm, you can see I'm starting to well up. A sure. Little bit. Yeah, it's very emotional. It's really difficult. So, but you know, you adapt. You adapt. Yeah. I, but I love the best guy. I mean, not the best guy. I'm not the best guy out there. I'm the oldest guy out there, and we have a great time. That's awesome. But I do play in chucks, and I've I've tried. I That's tried. That's so dangerous, though. It do you isn't. do you have like an ankle brace? Mm-mm. What? No. Wow. I know. I just, I tried a number. I tried Kobe's. I okay. tried Iverson's. Yeah. I tried a number of shoes. Although someone just told me that the, uh, not the KD's. The Kyrie's? Yes. That's the what I play in. Kyrie's? Yeah, the, the Kyrie. I play in, so they're on the Kyrie 4's now. I play uh, in the Kyrie 3's. You do. Exclusively, and they're so comfortable. Give me a price range what that's going to cost $120. me at, foot, at Foot Locker. $120 for Do you Kyrie's. do it online, Foot Locker? What's your stuff? I usually go straight through the Nike app. The uh, app, okay. Yeah. yeah. I usually go straight through the Nike app. Got it. Or if you really want to get crazy. Yes, I do. The Goat you app. Can hear, you can There's an app called the Goat app. Which is that is a, the greatest of all time? Well, that's what it's supposed to be. It's the it's a resale app for shoes. Now you can get some good deals on there. I've got right. I got a pair of one hundred and sixty dollars Kobe's have, for 80, 80 bucks once. All right. Most of them though go the other way, where you can get a pair of Kyrie's that are kind of limited, yeah. limited edition. It's a one hundred twenty dollars shoe. Will go for three hundred sixty dollars. Supply, supply, demand, and demand. I right. didn't know the end of that. Yeah, so okay. you knew that part. Yeah, okay. Right. Um, all right. Yeah. All right. Let me think about it. Okay. I, uh, 
I'm always worried about the resale because of like sure. you get two left shoes and you're like, well, was it worth it? They do verify. They do. Yeah. They, now this has just become a commercial for for the Goat app, which is a fantastic app if they'd like to sponsor <laughs> us. We're like, in. Like Twitter verifies people. Is there a it, little check mark? So I think I've never sold shoes on the Goat app, but I think <laughs> the person selling them sends them to Goat. Uh-huh. A Goat. People yeah. at Goat. Whatever. Is it? They G- verify. Just- is it the word goat? It's or the word G goat. Dot, oh, no, so, it's oh, the word goat. Okay, they have a goat okay. as a symbol. Right. Yeah. You know, there was a street legend. What's his name? Earl the Goat Manigault. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you're good. Don Cheadle played him in a, yes. a HBO yeah, movie or a TV yeah, movie. Yeah, it's yeah. one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Also, Kevin Garnett, one of my favorite players of all yes. time. I think he plays Wilt Chamberlain in the movie just in a brief cameo. Oh, I did it's not, a little little factoid for you. I did not know that. <laughs> uh, let me say, I loved Kevin Garnett as a basketball. He's sure. the kind of guy you would hate to play against, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It just seems like he would just just look, a lot of trash talk, just a lot and of trash, swearing like he would at hate you constantly. You with things, yeah, absolutely. Sweating a lot. He just looked like it would be a nightmare. But I loved, you know, he's very a great a Hall of Famer, right? right absolutely. No yeah. I think he's not great in this new role, Kevin. If you hear me. I'm sorry. I just feel like he's not good in. Kevin, I think you could coach him up. Kevin's corner. What is it called? It's uh, K- Area 21. Thank you. Yeah, Area 21. It's um, That's based on his number. Yeah, based on his number. It's good in like small, digestible social you know what I'm media videos. About. You know what yeah. I'm talking about. So like that. when they throw out like a 90 second video on Twitter, uh-huh. it's usually like a pretty good product. If you're watching him for 15, 20 minutes after the game, it's yeah. terrible. Like it's, it's terrible. so bad. Yeah, I'm doing it in a very quiet. Like, right. He's not going to be able to know it's me because I'm talking like this. Right. And I'm scared of him. Well, he he's he he doesn't get voices that register at a certain <laughs> low decibel. So I think you're safe. Is he the last? He's, is he the last guy to come out of high school? No, he wasn't. The, he was one of the first guys to come out of high school. No. Yeah, no. 1995. Kobe came after him. Uh, Dwight Howard was the last guy to. No, maybe Andrew Bynum was the last guy to come out Andrew of high Bynum, school. Yeah, that Andrew Bynum. Right. Was, that yeah, Andrew Bynum was. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, I'm an idiot. But didn't uh, didn't Moses Malone come? Oh out yeah. Of so school? it was like Moses. There was someone else <laughs> in the 70s. I can't remember his name. No, and I think Spencer Hayward did one year of college. He did a year of college. Sean Kemp did like three months at a community college. Three months, yeah. Four pregnancies. Four pregnancies. Yeah, he was very efficient. Yeah, exactly. One of the most efficient baby makers ever. I mean, you got to put that in his Hall of Fame speech, right? Yeah, it's in that basketball whatever that that website. Right. That called Basketball Reference. Yes. Yes. That's my Bible, basically. And everyone who listens to this, that you go to that. I'm on that constantly. Oh, I love it. I go to I Basketball it. Reference more than I go to any porn site, like now, by far. I've noticed once, sometimes I put in, there's another website that's like Reference. Okay. Where you put in uh, like Gary Payton versus Jason Kidd. Oh, yeah. And then they do side-by-side yeah, stats. Yeah, yeah. That's, not, that's not Basketball they do Reference. Have a, they have a head-to-head thing that you right. can look at. Like, here's what happened when mm-hmm. they faced each other, but... I don't know that no, they no, really have. No, no, just stats. Like, oh, just even, stats? Just, oh, you They had, have somewhere in basketball reference that you can, I'm telling you, you can just do, do that with any two names later after this podcast, okay. and it's excellent site. Just yeah, gives, how many years they played, right. how many, just the, the numbers, yeah. what their shooting percentage was. Now, do you do all of those advanced Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I I I like the information of it. I don't necessarily go by them. I think a lot of the advanced metrics are um, used improperly. And so someone okay. was like, this is this guy's... This is not me saying this. This is Zach. Uh, this is... Right, no, they, These guys <laughs> who's ever putting together those stats. I'm not endorsing this at all, what's being said. Well, I think the guy... So there's one that ESPN really uses right now called uh, Real Plus Minus. Yeah. 
and um, and it's here's the thing: it's not real. It's not the right. real plus minus. You like, know, it's not real because they're branding. I've like had that. I've had very smart people in the yeah. NBA yeah. who run teams tell me we don't really go off of that because it only it's only it's like seventy five percent true and there's like twenty five percent guesswork with mm-hmm. it and that's just not good enough for us. Right. So for me, I was like, okay, cool. I'm not really going to pay attention to it. I've shit on this thing enough times right. publicly. I think the person who invented it really doesn't like me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Again, I, I don't know the stats. Sure. Can I say something? Absolutely. This might be interesting. If it's not, again, cut me off. Cut it out. Cut it out of right. the pocket. Exactly. Red Auerbach. Yes. I interviewed him for this book I wrote on another basketball book. Okay. And he, we were talking about stats and different. He says, you can't really compare stats generation to generation. Right. Even almost team to team because different teams run different things. Right. He says the only stat that you can compare across from the beginning, from 1946 till today, is free throw percentage. That's the only oh, stat. that's interesting. Because that's the one. But then, in the back of my mind, and I didn't have the guts to tell him that, but I'm going to tell you, as okay. if your red hour back was like... Do I need was, a cigar? Am I... <laughs> I need a cigar. <laughs> right. right. Uh, was the... Uh, there was a time when there was a three to make two on the free throw. Have you ever oh, heard of that? Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So I'm wondering, those people probably, it didn't matter that much. Right. But oh, they, I missed one. No big yeah, deal. Yeah, I got yeah, another no shot. Yeah, no big deal. So yeah. there was even in that area. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. What was it like interviewing Red Arbeck? Surreal. Yeah. It was just surreal. But he's, you know, he never moved to Boston. He was a D.C. guy. He grew up in he didn't live oh, there. I didn't know life. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and he, you know, the book I wrote, co-wrote on Pete Maravich. Yeah. And he loved Pete. Didn't like him, loved him. So he was gushing. He used gushing. to do those videos with like those like, yes. yeah, I, I watched so many of those oh videos. Oh my God, oh, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. yeah. The, the one, my favorite is when he does the, where he pushes the hand out straight and the yeah. ball goes oh, to the yeah. left. I practiced that one a you lot. You did? Yeah. <laughs> so he shows it to Red and uh, <laughs> Red just turns to the camera and he goes, don't try it. <laughs> Don't try it. He's like talking. And of course, every kid in our neighborhood was like oh, yeah. immediately went out and tried that oh, pass. Yeah. yeah. I think the version the wrist of the, pass, that's right, the wrist pass. Yeah. yeah. I think the version of that for, for my generation was Jason Williams elbow pass. Oh yes. He does it in no. the rookie game no and immediately everyone runs out to a playground and starts right. trying it. Let me see if I can remember the name of the guy he passed it to. Sure. I want to say, is the name like Leaf? Is that close? It's close. What is it? Rafe. Rafe. Rafe LaFrance. That's what it is. Yes. Rafe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That Rafe. was because int- we had heard about that oh, pass yeah. when he was at Florida oh, and yeah. all of that stuff. He was incredible. He was so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. And there's still video of him playing in these oh, yeah. rec leagues. Oh, and yeah. He, he looks the same. He was like, they had video of him in like an Orlando Pro-Am or something. Yeah. And he's 40 years old and just <laughs> destroying people. But yeah. the same. Oh, yeah. The same exact style. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And he's from this little town in West Virginia. Yeah. That also has that receiver from it. Randy Moss. Yeah. 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 They were high school teammates. Like, What are the chances I know. of that? And not far from where Jerry West grew up. Right. Exactly. And I think, What's I, think in Mike the water? Dan, I think Mike D'Antoni's a West Virginia guy oh, too. Right. Oh, yeah. I think you are right. Yeah. Yes. Virginia. I know. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's West Virginia. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of a, a low key hotbed for basketball right, town. Because right. Randy Moss was a great basketball player too. And Pete's dad coached at West Virginia that's Wesleyan right. for a little. Like he was a he went to a number of schools, but yeah. I believe that was one of the stops before he ended up at Clemson and NC State and then LSU. So what? By what, the way. For another trivia question. Okay. I hope you're enjoying this. I am. What 
current NBA coach played college basketball under Pete Maravich's dad, Press Maravich. Current NBA coach played under Press Maravich. One year. I can give you the school. Okay. Appalachian State. Appalachian State. There's a coach who played at Appalachian State. I believe he's still in the. I don't think he got fired yet. I'm stumped. Alvin Gentry is he still? Alvin Gentry still the still the coach of the Pelicans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Wow. That's a for one year. For one year. That's an incredible like six degrees of separation yeah. type of trivia. Basketball history. Oh yeah. Yeah, because uh, Press Maravich played in the early years of the NBA before it was even called the NBA. Right. It was the BAA yeah, or something so, like that. Okay, yeah. You know everything. I'm this a huge is, I'm basketball huge basketball it. nerd. I, I yeah yeah I, I am too. But I feel like I might be getting out nerded here because <laughs> I've been just talking about comedy for the last like, two months doing this podcast, and all of a sudden oh. My God! Now I'm talking about Leif, uh, Rafe LaFrance. Right. He went. He was a Kansas basketball he, legend. He was. Yeah, I think. I think he went to Kansas. I could be making that up. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he went mm-hmm. to Kansas. Um, no, I love. I love it. I've been watching it. Uh, I mean, I'm old enough to remember as a kid. I never saw him in person. Was Bill Russell's, sure. uh, you know, Celtics, and uh, playing and stuff. Would watch because the, they were the only game they really showed on TV. It was yeah. like once a week they'd show a game, or something like that, and then. Uh, just started, you know, watching basketball, and like when I really like hit my stride for loving it was during the Dr. J period. Okay, yeah. what was it about that that era that did it for you? Well, he was just <laughs> was just mind boggling what he was was doing, and right. I know everyone, you know, I you know Elgin Baylor was supposedly a high flyer, but to me it was night and day between what. Julie Serving was doing and what Elgin Baylor was doing. Again, I saw Elgin Baylor after he blew out his knees sure. and all of that, so he never seen that. But man, he was that was exciting. It was just a great street team, and it was just one of my favorite finals ever. Is that '77 Portland Trailblazers yeah. against the Sixers, and it was just he has that big dunk on Bill Walton. Yes, and, yeah. yeah. But what was what I remember about that series was there's a guy that's completely lost to anyone who's not a Portland Trailblazers fan named Bobby Gross. Oh yeah, okay. You know his name. I know the name. Yeah, yeah. and he covered Jay the whole the whole series. Yeah, and d- did a pretty good job on him. Did as probably about yeah, as well yeah, as you yeah, can yeah, do, yeah. right? It was like I'm just gonna use all my energy on this, and it was it was fun to watch. It was you know. Did you ever read uh, Breaks of the Game? Halberstam? Um, Halberstam, yeah. No, I've never heard of the book. It's, I guess, of course, we've all read it's a, it. It's a great book. Yeah, that's yeah. about that season, yeah. right? Yeah, about the, the, se- next season. the next season, right. When he blows out his knee. Blows out his knee, yeah. yeah. Uh, Walton was incredible. Those, that was, I mean, that's the, to tell you the truth, I like the NBA better now than yeah. I did then. I like the n- not throw it. I don't like inside-out basketball. Okay. It's like, I like pick and roll and right. break down people. So, uh but those Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Walton battles, those yeah. UCLA—they were just incredible, incredible to watch. I think it's interesting that you say you like the game now because I feel like people who have watched more of the previous generations, like I get that with people my age, they're yeah. like, "Oh, the '90s were so much better." And you go back and you watch a game in the '90s, it's like it's like I don't I don't want to dismiss the era, but it's it's just not good. Like it's not good basketball because First of all, I don't know if it's not good basketball. I'm just saying. I don't know if I agree with that, but I do agree that people have an affinity to that basketball they saw when right. they were kids. No, no question. The, the only one who's still truly, I mean, there are certain individuals like Hakeem and Shaq, David right, Ross, right, all those right. guys are still so much fun to watch. But the one who truly holds up is obviously Michael Jordan because you think like, oh, the 
it's a lot of you know lore and fantasy at this point of like mm. just how great it was, and then you go back and watch one of those games. It's like, oh no, he really was He's everything incredible. everyone said about him. Yeah, yeah, uh, no question. I, I mean, but I liked that. I liked those. Bo- I liked. T- I liked it all the way through. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I just liked it a little more now when people are more, a little more outside and wasn't just every time dumping it down, right. waiting for the double team, kick yeah. it out, swing it to the weak side, shoot the ball. Oh, look, there's Kenny Anderson or, you know, right. making a shot. So uh, it's, I don't know. It's, I love it. I love it. I love the whole time. And I, I don't know if we talked earlier, we were good. Did you hear about uh, Stephen Curry? Steph? Steph Curry. Yeah. Steph Curry. Stephen Curry, yeah. Stephen Curry's top Hall of Fame, not Hall of Fame, Mount Rushmore of ball handlers. Yes. What'd so, you think of that list? I couldn't believe Magic Johnson oh, made yeah, the list. Like, and not. Iverson, who would you replace him with? I mean, I I personally would put Chris Paul. I'd put Jamal Crawford there because oh, Jamal Crawford, everybody. in terms of just a handle, like really? he he really he has every trick in the book. He he has my favorite move of all time. Uh, it's called the shake and bake, where he would come down on a on Make, a fast break. Yeah, uh, and there's a there's a you know defender right in front of him, yeah. and he goes he bounces the ball, but he does a behind the back dribble, yeah. and as the defender kind of goes to that side, he just picks up the ball and does a pro hop the other way. And it looks like something illegal, but it's completely within the rules and no one ever knows what to do with it. So he's pulled it off, I don't know, a dozen times in his 18-year career. You think he's better than Iverson? In terms of just just dribbling a basketball, I do. But Iverson, I I mean, you can't go wrong with him. Yeah, no, I was I was very happy. Obviously, put Pete in, right. but I think Pete has like this mythical status now that's sort of above what he actually. So you was. you watched him? Yeah, I mean, this is the crazy thing: is the legend of Pete Maravich is something that's sort of like he was a legend when he was playing. Right, but his game; those games weren't on TV that much. I mean, the his rookie debut was on Wide World of Sports, but all you know when CBS took over that contract in '74. Yeah. Those those they were just regional games. They didn't show the jazz at all. Right. And so uh, it was interesting. You know, he was going to be the face of the league, and after four years, they were like, oh, maybe, maybe not. Know, yeah, maybe we'll go somewhere else. And but uh, so there weren't, uh, there wasn't a lot of opportunity to see. I never saw him in person or right. anything. Like but you could that. see him on TV every once in a while. Every once in a while, and then you know, we play, you know, when he was with the Celtics that one year with Bird, we saw him a few times, but he was hobbled at that right. point. Not hobbled, but just he. There was, there's a, what's the word for it? There's a lightning about Pete Maravich for all those years. Yeah. And then, like, the lightning was gone. It's like, oh, this is a really good, skilled basketball player. Right. Who can, you know, do some things. But, man, when he was, there was nothing like him. Nothing. Obviously, you know the numbers. Oh, they're crazy. I mean, what did he average, like, 44 in college without a three-pointer? 44.2. Yeah, Yeah, 44.2 without a three-point line. So the fact that he was getting... A bucket, and it's not like they didn't know he was going to shoot the ball. Everyone knew he was going to shoot the ball. I know, and they could zone defense him yeah. all the time. Yeah, so he, those records, and that record still stands. Yeah, it still stands, and that's more than ten points higher than anyone else. But also, his total points is three thousand, whatever, right? Six hundred or eight hundred. I used to know this number. Um, that number still stands. His total points still stands. Yeah, and it will. I mean, no one's ever going to approach that. I think someone has a shot at. A big scoring guy in a small college that's okay. not going to go to this pros sure. is going to. But, um, you know, there's been only four people to lead the NCAA and the NBA in scoring. Would you like to name them? One of Ooh. them is Pete Maravich. Uh, Pete Maravich. So you have three. Um, 
man. This is a uh, Kareem would have had to do it. Nope. Right? No, Kareem didn't do it. No, Wilt? never led to college in scoring. Wilt? Nope. Wow. All right, give me another one. Okay. Um, the the last one to do it did it last year. Not late. I think like the year before last. Year before last. Who led the league in scoring? In scoring the year before last. Kevin Durant? We mentioned, we mentioned him already on the thing. Steph Curry. Oh, Steph Curry. Oh, he did lead the right. nation And the other scoring. two are Rick Barry. Okay. And then, um, oh, I can't think of the other guys. It'll come to me in a second. I always want to say Jack Twyman, but it's not him. It's, uh, it's that other guy. I'll think of it in a second. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's wow. it. Yeah. It's crazy, huh? That is crazy. The one that's kind of close is Oscar Robertson, because Oscar Robertson once had the most points. Yeah. In the NBA, but they do it by... By average, right. By average. Yeah, lost it. yeah. yeah. So, Interesting. I know. That's crazy. I know. So what, what, was like, what was it like writing a Pete Maravich book? Because there are so many stories. There's so much fandom involved, right? There's, well, there, there's, it was it's like, a lot it was to get one through. Of the, it, in a way, it was one of the greatest and most frustrating things in my life that I've ever done. Because, the, I mean, just being in his house. Sure. Going through his... I mean, we did it with his his widow, Jackie Maravich, and the two kids. So being in his house, going through his diary, going through his personal scrapbook. Okay, that's great. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it was, it was otherworldly, you yeah. know, and it was such a responsibility to tell this story, you know, the complete story, because it's a very much, uh, you know, Shakespearean yeah, story. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty tragic guy. at times, oh. right? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he spent his whole childhood to become, like, this basketball, he called a basketball android. Yeah. And just eight hours a day alone in a gym working on these crazy moves. And then when he got to the NBA, he didn't, didn't really like it and right. wanted to retire. And the press didn't like him. And it was just, he was very isolated. And Why wasn't he accepted? And why, why didn't he? Did he not like it because oh, he didn't number, get the attention? Or? No, there was a number of reasons. There was a number of reasons. It was one, he, was, he got this crazy contract out of college. Right. So... This was, he went to the Atlanta Hawks, like it was a bad fit because there was people on the Hawks that were like, they were making like $50,000 or right. something like that. And he was, he immediately was making 300 and they were like, we don't have any money for you. Right. And these guys also were like black guys. Yeah. So they're like, oh, I see what's going on here. Yeah, this so white they, guy comes yeah. in. Right. And then he immediately got a hair uh, commercial for Vitalis. Sure. So he like made more in endorsements before he ever stepped foot on the court right. than these other guys who've been like, you know, journeyman guys trying to like, like gutting out careers, right. And, you know, being treated like garbage by management and all of a sudden, you know, he comes he gets a car, he gets a condo. Right. So you could understand that teammates might not lot love that yeah especially back then when yeah. you're probably selling cars in the off season right and driving cabs i don't know if it was and, quite that but yeah, yeah it was like you were you know <laughs> then you know and he was you know p maravich he scored yeah. 44 points a game like people wanted to see him shoot the ball right like, they didn't want to see, want to see him setting picks right <laughs> His name's Pistol. They're right. like, he's going to be shooting. Yeah. So, that you know, and that kind of, you know, there's a chemistry to teams. You sure. know that as a lifetime. Yeah. Like, so they, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. And then they didn't win as many games as they did the year before. So they're like, well, what's the difference? And the problem was one of their best play, like their glue guy, like their, uh, who's the guy on... Uh, on Golden State. Oh, Draymond Green? Yeah. yeah. Their Draymond Green was this guy called Joe Caldwell. Okay. And Joe Caldwell was like, well, I want 
a hundred thousand. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to, I, I need to, I'm going to hold out. And he got traded. So like their glue guy, you right. know, the guy that does the nerd, like he left the team and jumped to the ABA. Okay. So a- anyway, so all of those things added up to him, you know, not being, and the press was like, oh, this is, uh, he's, you know, uh, overrated. Sure, you're not setting, the, you're not setting the world on fire, so yeah. you must be terrible, and right? His, you know, his dad uh, coached him in college, and this is it was a lot. It was really like Jerry West. I talked to West about it a lot, and uh, West said that no one he had ever seen had come in with such high expectations wow. and pressure. Because yeah, most times you just come in, and you're like, you see how you can fit in, right? And if you get some points, and if you, oh, you know, even LeBron, like. They were like, oh, he's lived up to the hype. But, you know, people would have given him three years to figure it out. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Something like that. So it was really, and that was the start of it. And then he just got a reputation of being a, you know, a showboat. It was like a bad thing back then. Yeah. Like like the thing that brought the, you know, the league to to great heights was kind of shunned. Sure. I, I don't know. He was just ahead of his time. He's still, in a way, ahead of his time. Would he have been better off like going straight to the ABA? I don't think so. I don't think it still so. would have been a problem. Think we'd be talking to him. I don't think we'd be talking about him okay. the same way, because in a way, like in 1996, when they did their top 50 right. players in the NBA, he was part of that. And I think if he was in the ABA, he I doesn't don't think make he it. Would have, I don't think he would have had enough years in the NBA. Yeah. So, uh, and I think that really helped solidified his legend. As well as dying, I hate to say it, dying early, like sure, that gave yeah. his life a mythical quality. And I'm, right. sh- I'm sure you know what happened with the heart, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, tell me if this is boring. I'm no, sure I've heard all of this. I'm before, in. I'm in on all this. But it's. It was just you know. I I don't know. I just like watching footage of him play basketball. Yeah. I mean, literally, that's my. And the, all the like they used to have those horse competitions, yeah, and like yeah, he was. Yeah. I mean, he dominated those, right? Like he could, he had every trick shot. He, he had, did, and then he blew out his knee and couldn't right. be in the finals. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, against Gervin, it was hard S to S. Right. You know, so it could have gone either way. Yeah. But that last shot he did. Have you ever tried that shot? No. That's standing under the backboard, and then you jump out to the other side right it's like it's really because your momentum's going a different way right it's really difficult it looks easy it's yeah like yeah he, a- he makes everything look easy right like- <laughs> that's a, that's a hard shot. Uh, but you know he was just a he's just a singular athlete like yeah. there's been nobody really quite like that yeah. although you know i just love i would love watching steph curry i know the players in the nba hate him they they don't they really don't like him and i my one of my favorite things that's ever happened in basketball is when he lets a three-pointer go and he turns around before it goes in like i'm all i i love i love shit talking i love (laughs) everything about that because it raises the stakes for everything like if you don't make that you look like an idiot right and all the stuff he does all the antics if he's not as good as he is he looks like a fool and that never I've been again. I've been watching since the late '60s, yeah, and religiously—not religiously, but mainly—you know—since the mid '70s. And I—I've never seen anyone shoot like that ever. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, that can't be. A, oh, that is a good shot. I was. It's ta- just it can't be a good shot. I was talking with uh, with Tom Haverstrow, who's a, who is part of our podcast, yeah, and yeah. he's he, uh, used to write for ESPN. He writes for Bleacher Report now, uh-huh. and we were in. 
uh, Miami together and we were, the Warriors were in town right. and he was asking him, you know, what's the difference between shooting, you know, just a catch and shoot and shooting off the dribble because most guys are better catch and shoot. Yeah. You're better off the dribble. And he was like, it's just a rhythm thing. He's like, he said something along the lines of like, even though everyone knows I'm going to shoot, there's still the possibility that I won't because I'm dribbling. Whereas right. if you're catching, you're probably just going to shoot the mm-hmm. ball right away. And I just always love that answer of like, everyone knows I'm going to shoot, but maybe I won't. And now I'm going to shoot. And it's just such a, he's got such a psychological edge over everybody. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, incredible. And look, I love, you know, they just put Ray Allen in the Hall yeah. of Fame and the, you know, Reggie Miller's in the Hall of Fame. Right. Like, Steve I love, Nash just went in. Yeah, I love yeah. the, the shooters, but I feel like no, I've never seen anyone that shoots like that. Yeah. Th- he might be the greatest shooter I've ever seen. I think he is. I, this was back when in 2013, right. he beat the Nuggets. So, like the Warriors <laughs> upset the Nuggets in six games in the yeah. first round. And back then, like I think, I don't know, game four, game five, he had right. just, he's just torching that whole organization. And I wrote something for CBS at the time where I was like, he's the greatest shooter of all time. You and, did? And Even a lot, back then? Yeah, back then. And everyone, and everyone was like, I was like, well, no, we got to, you know, Ray Allen had this career and we got to see him do it for yeah. a long time. I was like, what are we waiting for? Like, for him well, to fall kinda, off? Like, I he's, do kind of agree that you have to wait until he gets more numbers, but. You, I just, I'd never seen it. Like, you've I've never, never seen, seen anything like yeah, that, yeah. right? And uh, who was the, the, the other guard that was there that he had a beat out at Golden State? Oh, Monte Ellis. Yeah, yeah who right. was a pretty good player, too. Yeah, he could play. He, and they, they thought he was their yeah, franchise guy. He had that, uh, that, sh- that, what I call the video game shot where yeah. you're like running and then you pop up and shoot. Right, yeah, and he would just jump straight <laughs> yeah. up in the air as high as he could. And it was yeah, like yeah. he would stop on a dime and yeah, you thought he was going to blow his knee out. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, like, it's like you're hitting a button. You're like, oh, this is weird. The yeah. guys can shoot like that. But he's he still in the league? No, he well he's trying to do a, he's trying to make a comeback. I think he missed last season. He was there the season before, right. but yeah, it's just he can't shoot threes and so That's you it. can't shoot threes. You, can't, you yeah. really got to be good at everything else and he's just not anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a tough balance That's for him. incredible. That's yeah. incredible. Uh you said you play basketball, you play basketball in low top Chuck Taylors. Yep. Who else in your comedy world like can play? Like who do you enjoy playing with? Oh. I see, I see. Um, or who do you hate playing with? We can start a beef right now. We can do whatever you want. No, 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 no. I mean, the guys in my game, I mean, the, for a number of years I played in this, uh, Gary Shanling had this mm-hmm. Sunday game, so I played in, in that. But that was just a half-court, three-on-three okay. uh, a game. And uh, Was so Gary good? Gary was pretty good. I mean, it's funny because I'm now like his age when I was, you know, used yeah. to cover him and stuff. So, yeah, he was good. He was, uh, he had a good... He was a good pump faker, you know, and then yeah. he could get to the rim and all of that. His dad played basketball. Yeah. So he's one of those Jewish kids from Chicago. Sure. I mean, I know he grew up in Arizona, but he right. had that thing. And he was athletic. He was stronger than you thought, than okay. you thought he was. You know, he boxed and all that stuff. Um, and so, I don't know. In the in the comedy world, I know there's this just, I just know these guys like Nick and stuff like that. And they're, he's, re, he's a really good basketball player and... Uh, uh, ben Schwartz, yeah, is a Ben good, Schwartz, yeah, you know that guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He can he can hoop. Okay, yeah, and you know he's a huge basketball fan. Like he, yes, yeah. yeah. We used to play this game where we would, like, I'm a better shooter than I am player. Yeah, like so we would just have shooting games after sure. at the end just to cool down and stuff, and we would just do this thing where we would just like yell out a player's name from the 90s and okay. shoot each other. like, Xavier McDaniel. <laughs> right, like, Dana Barros or yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. just for fun. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, when you're playing against other comedians, is the trash-talking 
Because I know that they, there's supposedly something in like a stand-up, like a comedy club where people are like busting chops yeah, the whole time. Does no, that translate not, to the I basketball court? I, I think for the most part, no. Okay. I think just, I mean, there's a couple guys, but they're not really comics who like, who get mad and stuff. Gotcha. But it's competitive, you know, yeah. I think everyone likes to compete. Right. And, our goal is not to get hurt. Yeah. Like, we have to do sets. Right. <laughs> Especially if someone gets elbowed in the mouth. Yeah, that's yeah, a disaster, yeah, right? Yeah, like, you can't our, have a fat lip up there. Have, you know who's actually pretty good is uh, Jeremiah Watkins. Do you know who Oh, he, from uh, he's Roast Battle, Roast Battle yeah, Comedy yeah, Store, yeah, yeah. The Wave, all that. You yeah. think he's like, okay, yeah. this is He's like a tall a, guy. Yeah, lanky. He's like this weirdo. Right. He's actually very... I would have guessed skateboarder. Yeah. Like, really would have, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Totally. So he's actually he's actually pretty good basketball. Player. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What uh what got you into comedy? Like just like in terms of like getting you into the business of like obviously you liked comedy growing up, but what what That's what made question. you go for comedy as well, a job? Um I was a funny kid. Yeah. I was a funny kid and I just in the classic way of like the youngest of my family and then my parents had two other kids much later and so I liked attention and I was I don't want to brag. I was like kind of smart kid, sure. but I, so I liked being funny in school. And then when I found out, like when I got old enough to like start watching talk shows and sure. saw comedians and stuff, I was like, well, this is a job. There's a job. <laughs> and then there was this insane moment for a lot of comedians. And I was still like in middle school when it happened or, uh, was when Freddie Prinze went on the tonight show yeah. killed, and then was a sitcom star like within months. Because that's so, how it went back then, yeah, right? Yeah, if you yeah. if you did well on the Tonight but Show, that one then in particular right. was a very important thing. And so when that happened, that story, and then happened to Jimmy Walker sure. with this guy, with you know that show, Good Times. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, oh, they're looking for young comedians. And then there was, uh, it's over there in that cabinet. There was a book that came out called The Last Laugh in 1975, which is about the improv. Okay. That world, and I was intrigued by it, and and I started doing shows in high school. Believe it or not, ventriloquism. Really? That's yeah, humiliating. I find ventriloquism to be <laughs> entirely creepy. Like I don't like I creepy. don't like the way the dolls look or the way they move. Of course. The uh, who's the guy? Jeff Dunham. He's got like all those different ones. Like I don't like any of it. I don't find it to be entertaining. You know, like anytime there's a movie, it's about the oh dummy yeah, is a murderer. Yeah, and yeah. I think too like there was like the a, like a, a Goosebumps book when I was a <laughs> yeah, kid where yeah. the dummy came to life yeah. and killed people yeah. or something. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's like clowns or something. Yeah, so I did. Yes, a hundred percent. Why ventriloquism? You just could. You I could don't do think it? I had the guts to do stand up. Okay, so and I wanted to. And there's a there's like a magic element to ventriloquism. Okay, do you know where like little kids do magic right. so they can do something to be yeah. to impress adults? Right, like card oh, trick or something. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're similar, like worlds. Yeah, those are similar worlds. So that's why I did that. And then, uh, and all my teachers in high school were just like. You should try stand-up comedy. Really? Yeah. And they I were encouraging say, that. I was very funny in school, but not disruptive. Okay. If that makes any sense. Sure. You were adding to the, yeah, to the like, class. I like, felt like any idiot could make the class laugh and get the teacher mad. Like, right. There was a lot of those disruptive right. kids. But my goal was, like, in high school was, like, oh, if I can get the teachers to laugh and the class, higher bar. Yeah. Unlike this podcast. Right. right. <laughs> this, this podcast, very <laughs> low, low bar. Yeah. You Sorry, were you like, know what I'm yeah, saying. no, absolutely. So, uh, so that's it. And then I just, uh, I, uh, ended up going to drama. So I wanted to be a comedian who could act. So I went to NYU, you know, the Tisch school of the arts, sure. absolute cliche thing. And right. 
and started my career in New York just at the comic strip and catch and the improv. When did you know it was going to work? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I guess when I... I guess when did you know it was a career for you and not just like something you were trying to do? I guess when I got... Um, that's a great question. That's a great question. Because I think I gave it to like age 30. Okay. Like I was like, okay, I'll cash in my 20s and give this a legitimate try. Right. And I actually had successes. Like I was, I did a late night, there was a syndicated comedy show. Okay. And I did that. Um, I don't know. I uh, I guess around that time, like I started, like the, cl- the club I really worked at was called the Comic Strip. It's okay. still there. It's okay. the only one of those big three clubs are still in New York. And, like, by the time I left for L.A., I was... The biggest thing you could do at the comic strip was to do the New Year's Eve show. Okay. That's where, you know, if you weren't on the road, like, right. that's where they put their best acts. They charged so much money for that night. It was yeah. Like, I want to say $50. I mean, just some crazy right. amount of money for a show. And, like, I was doing that show. I was like, okay, I'm... I'm you know, this is fine. And I had, like, a couple... I played the electric ukulele. I had, like, a couple signature bits already. Okay. So... I guess that was the point. So that around, was the one. Yeah. So like when I was 28 or something. So you've done you've done a lot of writing on shows. You've you've been an actor. Mm-hmm. You've you've done stand up comedy. Writing is a relatively new part of my career. Okay. Yeah, that's w- relatively new. Do you, the last ten years. Do you enjoy the writing as much as no. being on stage? Mm-mm. What's there's different nothing, about it? Just there's nothing I like better than stand up. Okay. I mean that's to me it's the best. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's satisfying, and it's you know, it pays a lot of money when you get in the union, and sure. all of that's great. But it's, uh, I don't know. I just, I really like, especially if I come up with something brilliant. I'm like, oh, I, I should be doing this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, for uh, a friend of the friend of the show, Ian Carmel. I I wrote on a, a pilot for him for Comedy Central, uh-huh. and we knew each other through the through my podcast when right. I worked at CBS. And so, was it the same different podcast? Different podcast. It had a slightly higher bar than this one. This does. was about yeah. soccer. This, this was, was about no, still basketball. Oh, it was t- still basketball, but I would go on a lot of tangents and oh, I love it. talked you a lot of comedy me. and, and movie. So, so when we I can wrote talk on basketball that basketball movies, we talk basketball. Oh, okay, we're gonna we do that do, next. We then. can do that. We can um, do that. So when I went in, I was the only non-comedian uh-huh. in the in the writers' right. room, and the first day we sit down, and Ian had to go deal with something in production mm-hmm. or something like that. So he goes, okay, for the next two hours, like just write jokes about whatever topics, and yeah. then you know we'll throw them into a, a document, and then we'll go over them. And it wasn't like right together. It was like on your own. Yeah. I've never written jokes before. So I sit down and I'm just trying to cobble anything together. Right. And then he comes back in. We throw them all into a document. And you don't know what anyone else wrote, but you know the ones you wrote. Right. And so he's going over them and he's like, in the first four of mine that come up, he's like, oh, that's not good. Oh, I don't like that. No, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. No, th- that's not good. And I'm just like, oh my right, God, crush. I'm such a fraud. Like what's going to, and then the next like four or five, he's like, oh, that's funny. We could do something with this. Oh, mm-hmm. let's do this with that or whatever. Right. And then I was, and I calmed down a little bit, but the idea of being in a writer's room was just, it was really fun. It was one, some of the most fun I've ever had, but it was also terrifying. Yeah. There's pressure. I mean, it's, it's a, it feels like a lot of pressure. It it is it is and like I and you're writing for someone else too which is right, so got it's totally different than you as a stand up right, right? and it, look there's great satisfying moments to it the problem I had with late night television writing was the Groundhog Day part of it okay yeah it it's the same thing every yeah, day in a way it's the same thing right. every day it's slightly different but like oh Obama's now in Ireland let's write these jokes right you know? so it was 
you know, as soon as the monologue was over, it was like, boom. Like, you know, I got you, babe, what's playing. Right. And all of a sudden, we're like, we got to do a monologue. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> You're all of a sudden back in Punxsutawney yeah, yeah, morning. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh, all right. Let's go again. Yeah. And, uh, but it was it was so fun to launch because I was brought in to launch that show because yeah. Jimmy had never done it and he knew me from stand up and he just wanted someone he could bounce stuff off. Sure, of and yeah. So it was it was it was thrilling to be there. This is the truth of the matter. Yeah. I, for that job in particular, I loved having that job right. more than doing that job. Yeah, that makes sense. Having that job was great. Yeah, and also yeah, so. There have been times with that in really? covering basketball where I like I love that like I get to go to any game I want to right, right. like this is great but then like kind of the day to day stuff you're like what am I really doing right now <laughs> like I'm not really adding to the basketball world like the like you want to do tell better me, stuff how does that work what do you mean you go to and you still go to any yeah basketball yeah, game? yeah I I mean I get you know a season credential for the Clippers or the Lakers now that I'm in Los Angeles and this you get to it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy this year with LeBron here because oh I just heard about that yeah it's yeah. Uh, it's a little known news story but <laughs> yeah. LeBron LeBron so James he, is he making the decision when is he making the decision I think next week I okay, think next, okay. but he's leaning towards coming to the Lakers I think it's either that or or you know it's going overseas Lakers, yeah the Lakers uh, I feel bad for the Clippers again. They, they, I mean, they—they're they, they're like they had. I know o- over the over the time <laughs> with Chris Paul on the team, they had the fifth most wins in the NBA oh, really? over that whole stretch. Like only four more, only four other teams won more games than they did. Right, and no one cared. Right, nobody cared, and it really is just kind of. I do feel bad for them. Like they try to do I don't everything in curses, right, but they seem cursed. They do. I don't believe in curses either. They do say I don't believe in jinxes, I don't, I don't any, of, any that of that stuff. Yeah, but, but that is horrendous. For yeah, and and now they're just starting over, and they're hoping they'll get Kawhi Leonard or some or Jimmy Butler or someone, and and hopefully they'll they'll be good again. But it's gonna be rough. I'm fascinated by the league. I can't wait. Excuse me, the association. Yeah, the association, right? I, yeah. Now people say league. I'm like, I don't know. What no, you're because about. because when you talk about the NFL, you have to say it. You can't say NFL. You have to say National Football, Football league. league. You have to say you the do. whole thing. Okay. So then you have to change it to the, the association. Shield, the shield. Right, yeah, the shield. Yeah. You have to protect that at all times. Of course, of course. That's that's the one goal. The don't P- protect players. Roselle, don't protect yeah, women around right the players. There. But the Brain shield, cells. exactly. Yeah. None of that stuff matters. But ability to walk after the age of 48. Yeah, nothing. No, none of that matters. Protect that shield on the on the chest. That's all it is. Um, you want basketball movies what is your favorite basketball movie of all time well that's a good question and I know everyone says Hoosiers it's probably not Hoosiers right I have a little problem with Hoosiers I've, I've got some problems with Hoosiers my, as well. Well, well you want to go first Let's, no you go ahead my first main problem with Hoosiers is the whole movie is like pass the ball four times right get the thing and then finally crunch time big game like Get it to Jimmy. Get Chick- it to the good one, and he can and get out of the way and let him shoot. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, <laughs> it was the weirdest. Like yeah. the movie Grease is like, oh, you become a whore, and she, he'll like you. Right, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah. So it's uh, <laughs> it was insane. Like, get out of the way. Let uh, Jimmy, whatever his name is. Yeah, Jimmy uh, uh, Chitwood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's that's my main problem with that, that right. movie. It just contradicts itself by the end. Yeah, yeah, and also I don't like slow motion when a big shot goes. Sure, through. I'm like, <laughs> I know that sounds insane. <laughs> On a I'm, replay, sure, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like, okay, we know what's gonna happen. All right, right, yeah, okay, okay. Um, 
So I don't know. Uh, my favorite basketball movie. Well, I mean that that probably is the best basketball movie, despite my criticism of. Um, there's one. There's a movie I like. It's with Robbie Benson. Um, God, what is the name of that movie? Robbie Benson. Oh, am I gonna forget the name of the, this? Is this this is sad? Oh, let me. I I can't think of the name of okay. it. But he, it's it's like it's a he plays on a college team and. He's like the hotshot young kid, um, and I don't, you know, it's better than the fish who saved, you know, uh, Pittsburgh. The, yeah, fish who saved Pittsburgh. Right. The Gabe Kaplan movie's not bad. Fast Break. Oh, Fast Break. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, bad. Yeah, that's not okay. bad. What about like a white man can't jump? Do you enjoy that? Yeah, I did enjoy that. I think I'm, that's my favorite. I think that's the most entertaining. Yeah, one Yeah, it me. is pretty good. Yeah. it's pretty good. The yeah. one I hate is Sixth Man. Oh, I don't even know if I know this. It's. Kadeem Hardison, it's Marlon Wayans. Oh. They're brothers that go to University of Washington to play basketball. Right. Kadeem Hardison has a heart attack in the first game. Right. Dies. And then is a ghost the rest of the movie. Oh, I like that. And helps them this like win good. and this everything. Yeah. And it's just like it's things where like someone shoots a, like the ball gets knocked. It's like, you know, instead of a shot going towards the basket, it's going right. the other way, and then all of a sudden the ghost grabs it and like moves in an unnatural right. direction and then goes in and everyone's like, oh, weird. I'm like, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> like, you would be freaking out. Like, that's not how any of the physics work. I think there's also a movie called Flubber when I was a kid. Okay. A basketball. <laughs> Andrew, can you look up the name? One-on-one. 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 Yes. one-on-one. I don't think I've seen one-on-one. Oh, okay. that's my recommend. Okay. That's my recommend. All right. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to check yeah, that yeah. out. One-on-one. Thank I, you. I also Thank really you. like Blue Chips. With Shaq yeah. and Nick Nolte, yeah, that is, that's a yeah, fun one. Yeah, for that's me. a fun one. Yeah. That's a fun one. What about the the cartoon? Oh, Space Jam. Yeah, I don't like Space don't Jam. Like Space I liked it as a kid. Mm-hmm. I rewatched it as an adult, yeah. and I thought this is atrocious. <laughs> like what? It's even with the Bill Murray. Even I with, love Bill Murray. Yeah, like yeah. that's a great and I the Wayne Knight <laughs> yeah, cameos yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah. I'm all in. I love Larry Bird, so he comes in. Uh-huh. I love Michael Jordan, all that. But it's it's really just a, like it's kind of borderline just about like Michael Jordan's avoiding slavery. Like that's all it is. He's playing basketball to avoid slavery. Right. That's a we- that's a that's heavy for a child. I didn't realize it at the time, right, but you right, go back right. and watch I'm it. We look at it through that prism. Yeah. Can I tell you my favorite thirty for thirty on a yes. basketball player? And it's not Bird and Magic, a okay. love affair, or whatever that thing right. is. <laughs> right. It's the uh, Christian Leitner. That's a good one. That one was surprisingly yeah. good. Like the why Iverson, people hate that yeah. guy? And, and people hate, hate him. him. Yeah, I mean, white hot hate. And uh, so I'm a Minnesota Timberwolves fan. You are. And okay. so when I was a How kid, how many years was he there? I want to say like three. Are you a Minnesota Lynx fan? I am a Lynx fan. You know, I saw the, her last game. I saw the, when they lost to the, the Sparks. Oh, uh, Lindsey Whalen. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. She scored more points, I believe, than anyone. Ever. Yeah, I think so. Or no, it has more wins. More wins, right? Than yeah, anyone yeah, yeah. Who ever played. Um, but I like WNBA as also. So it's never... it's really like finally found a groove. In oh, terms I, li- of, I liked it for a long time. It, I mean, in terms of like fandom, like mm-hmm. widespread widespread fandom, like it's finally seems to be getting support that it needs. Did you happen to see? This is such a. I know this is crazy. You know the players' corner or something on NBA oh, right. TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the one with Diana Taurasi and the two other? No, I didn't see that. Amazing. Okay. It's amazing. She's what she's, I love about her is she has the respect of every single player in the NBA. How could she? Not? Yeah, like they all look at her like, no, she's a killer. Like she's great. Yeah. How could? Yeah. In those games against the Storm, where like 
she's hitting you know three threes in the final minute to pull them into overtime and everything. Like she she's just unbelievable. That was a great series. Yeah, that was that phenomenal. Was a great series this year. Um, I don't know. I don't, anyway, they were she was they were really talking about how that they don't. I don't. I feel like those women like playing in that league. No, I mean they make so much more money overseas. Yeah, yeah. It really. It's, and they said something. It's crazy. Let me. I'm gonna just throw it against sure. the wall. They go. It's hard for a league to exist where the coaches make more than the players. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I do agree with and that. And that was their point. Yeah. They were just like, what's what's going on? Yeah. Here? Yeah. So uh, it's anyway, if you see it, it's very interesting. I was surprised they were that harsh. Okay. You know, because usually yeah. everyone's like, oh, the you got to support it in yeah, market yeah, and all yeah, this yeah, stuff. The, the, in a way, like the, right. the shield. So, okay. Um, uh, so anyway, go back to Minnesota. Sorry. So, I'm starting uh, to tangent you. So when. Uh, when it, when they were they were doing the lottery yeah. that year and it was Shaq and it was Alonzo Moore and it was mm-hmm. Christian later and I was I had seen like oh, a, was, I'd seen like a video of Shaq right right like right. I, I didn't watch LSU basketball or anything like that but I'd seen a video of Shaq like 92? a highlight film this is ninety two yeah okay and I see the highlight I was like oh my god this is the greatest player of all time like I was just so enamored with Shaq I was ten years old right. so enamored so right with Shaq the, yeah, yeah yeah and I was like oh my god we got to get him and then Orlando wins the the lottery and everything I was like okay well did we get the second pick? Alonzo Mourning's supposed to be this great. Like I was, you know, trying to get into the draft, like the first real draft I paid attention to as a kid. I love it. And I was like, no, you get number three. And it was like, who's going to be there? And you read, a, read something in the paper, like Christian Leitner is going to be, and I was just like, I was so angry because he wasn't Shaq and he was great. Like a great college player. I watched a bunch of Duke games and everything, but I was, I remember being so angry at him just because he wasn't the other two guys. So that he just beat, adds to he beat Shaq. He beat everybody. <laughs> he beat everybody. And yet I was angry. And I think that and a lot was of people on the were dream team. Yeah. People thought he shouldn't have been on the dream team for whatever reason. Like why? Who do you think deserved to be on the dream team? I think the college whole, that was, better well, that, I think him. the whole thing was, why are we, why are we pretending a college player should be there? Right, like oh, we're not doing amateurs anymore. They're, we have professionals. Like, just throw the professionals out there. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you mean Isaiah Thomas? Isaiah Thomas, right? Yeah. Well, Michael would never <laughs> have let that happen. Right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's I liked that he was on it, like as a a nod to what it was. Sure. But yeah. Maybe there oh, was I, I mean, no reason he yeah. didn't really play. Right. Exactly. That's but right. I mean, you didn't you didn't need twelve guys on that team. Right. You just needed need seven. Six. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Just yeah, just six, just one alternate to go in yeah. there and and wreck whoever from Bulgaria was going to have to guard him that night. No one's going to foul out no. covering those guys. Um, that's a great documentary. Is the it the is good? Team. I yeah, I just I wish they had gone into the Isaiah thing more. Sure, yeah, like that's the big question, right. and they absolutely they kind of glossed over it. One hundred percent. So I don't feel like it was a failure as a documentary. I'm going to say it. whoever put that out. <laughs> It's out. Um, it's out. Yeah, it's not in the um, rotation for you. But yeah, for some reason, that Christian Leitner thing, I was just like, this yeah, is people really don't like him. Yeah, and how good he was, and he had a pretty good pro career. He was right? fine as a pro, right? Like he wasn't like he wasn't years, right? he wasn't a, a guy you would build your franchise around. But he was an all star once or twice. Like, yeah, 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 and yeah. he like he could play. Put up eighteen points a game. Like yeah, he could he could play. So what's your favorite finals? Can I ask? May I ask? I mean, my favorite finals is probably. 2013 Spurs Heat. That's the one where Ray Allen hits the shot. Oh, the it big, was it, to, to me the biggest shot in the history of the NBA. I agree because yeah, yeah uh, we're in agreement. Um, I've thought it through. Yeah, I've thought it sure, through. Sure, yeah. Done, yeah, even more than Kyrie Irving yes, and his yeah. shot in Game Seven. Yeah. Like, yeah, to me it was the and first. And that's up there. That yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no but it was the first. It was the first NBA Finals that I w- 
I was really covering, mm-hmm. like full, like writing about everything that was Were going on. Were you at on. that game? I was not at that game. I was in the first. I was at the first four games of that series, and then someone else was in the rotation after that for the next oh three. My God. So yeah, that was the one. But I remember, I was living in Minneapolis at the time, and I remember being in the living room, and and I'm just I'm starting to write up. Yeah, the, how could the, you not? The, all right, Spurs have won their their next title and everything, and then the offensive rebound goes to Bosch. He kicks it to Ray in the corner, and I just remember. Just like you hate that slow motion shot in, in Hoosiers, but I, everything happened in slow motion, and it was it was late, it was Central Time and everything. And I remember as that shot goes up, I just remember going, "No fucking way!" Yeah. And he hits the shot, and he starts yelling at the people who's got the ropes out yeah, there on the court, get those fucking yeah. ropes off the court. And I just and I like I almost broke my like I almost dropped my laptop yeah. out of yeah, my lap, was, uh, and I like I. So I started screaming like I was just I was a fan all like yeah. again and like I was just yelling and I woke up my girlfriend who I was living with uh-huh. and she comes running out she's like what's wrong I was like Ray Allen hit the <laughs> shot and she's like I'm going back to bed but like there's yeah. so much to that shot yeah so and because was, everything was on the line like if they don't win that title and they collapse like yeah, yeah. Uh, granted they broke up a year later but right, you right. don't know what was going to happen with them yeah and and you they would have lost that game yeah yeah Absolutely. In the series. Yeah, the series is over at that point. Yeah, because point. I remember, um, I think Barkley was saying, it was like, no, it was Wilbon. Yeah. Wilbon was covering it, at, and he said, we saw the trophy being pulled yeah. that, that down. It was like, it was there. Yeah, it was over. Oh, my God, that shot. What's your favorite finals? Well, I do like the one in seven. I mean, when I was a kid in 77, that right. one was very exciting to watch Dr. J and all of those guys and World Be Free. Sure. And, you know, Walton, it was just a, it was just like I was. I kind of felt like I understood the game. Sure, like I, I like that one. I don't, I don't remember any of the like Knicks ones or anything like that. Okay. Um, what about like Celtics Lakers in the eighties? Like, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, you know, it's, I, you know, I think like I for some reason like World Series like stick with me okay. more than these. Oh, I'll tell you which one I loved was the. Spurs beating the Knicks. Oh, in 1999. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was insane with uh, Avery Johnson. Yeah, Avery Johnson hits the shot. Yeah, that was, I was like, oh my God, I couldn't believe. Yeah, that one was wild for me. And I, I, this is a weird thing. I don't have a favorite uh, basketball team. You don't? Mm -mm. Have you ever? When I was a kid growing up in D.C., I liked the Bullets. Okay. But then they moved and then became the Wiz. It was like, yeah. you know, they became Washington, and, right. and that was the end of it. Okay. And a friend of mine uh, had this great joke. He goes, he goes, I know they changed the name from the Bullets to the Wizards because they were worried about gun violence and stuff like that, but you can dodge a bullet. Like a wizard puts a hex on you. <laughs> forget, forget it. You can change the wind, like the weather. <laughs> There's no escaping that. Right. <laughs> Don't fuck That's with a the wizard. <laughs> I also I want to I'm on record of this, but yeah. we talked about magic earlier uh-huh. of like you know kids doing tricks and stuff. I think magic's stupid. I've never stupid liked great. No horrible. Stupid bad. I've never enjoyed magic. Not even as a child. I what? just because it's not real That's magic. It. It's just a trick. Oh, I thought you were talking about Magic Johnson. No, I love Magic Johnson. <laughs> No, I'm talking about like doing a trick. Could you imagine if that trick? I even as a kid, Magic <laughs> Johnson. No, I was just hated him. Just thought, oh, he's not that good. These, these triple doubles. Right. They meant <laughs> it's just an arbitrary number. I Why do we you. care? That's funny. Yeah. Uh, oh, magic. Yeah, like a wizard would do. Like what I just. What about think, what about like up close, like card manipulation? I also I I don't like David Blaine. Like any yeah, of that okay, stuff. Like yeah, I just yeah. feel like he doesn't complete any of his tricks. 
well, he, yeah, well, he just stands in ice or something. Right. And he's hey. like, I'm going to do this for 40 days. Yeah. And then he does it for 37 days. And like, that's impressive. If you had not told me you were going to do it for 40 days, right, right. I'd be so in. No, you but you came point. up short. <laughs> and I, that bothers me. I didn't know you were going to do that. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't like magic. You mentioned wizards, and I just decided like, sorry, I, sorry. I would need to go back on record with yeah, that. Yeah, so I guess that that finals was exciting. Uh, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't really like any of the Kobe Lakers. You know, the, I, really, the I really enjoyed... Um, their game Celtic. when they beat Sacramento, that <laughs> comeback. <laughs> I really enjoyed Celtics-Lakers in 2007, when the Celtics won, or 2008, when the Celtics won. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah Because yeah. as a huge Ke- Kevin Garnett fan, he mm-hmm. finally won yes, a title. Yes. That and was he, exciting. Yeah, that was, that yeah, was a good series. And then they carry uh, the truth off the court in a wheelchair. Yeah, I think that was in that series, <laughs> right. Yeah, that was a, that's a weird thing. <laughs> you that injured, felt a little like a soccer Right, move. exactly. Like, I did once, I, I rolled my ankle unnaturally. You know, you usually roll right. it on the outside, and I rolled it on the inside, mm-hmm. and I thought I ruptured my Achilles because it hurt oh, so bad. That's by it the way. Turned out I didn't. I was thank fine. God, thank God. But I but I remember at the time thinking like this is the worst injury of all time. And then like four days later I could kind of walk a little bit. And so I maybe that's what Paul Pierce was going through. He came back in twenty minutes. Right. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Like he, even less. He was literally taken yeah, off the court. It wasn't even like a half time a half time's worth of yeah. yeah, he was wheeled off in a he wheelchair. Was wheel. okay, oh yeah, that's, absolutely. That was, no, that was exciting. That was a yeah. God, I hope Rondo can do it this year. I really, he, like I mean, him. I really love that guy. He, I know he's a cancer he in the is locker a, room. He's he's a jerk, but he's kind of a fun jerk. Like he's kind of just he like mixes things up a little bit. He keeps things interesting. I don't know. I don't, I'm worried about it. I'm worried about him. Like I, yeah, everywhere he goes, I love his game. Love it. It's just weird. If he that, could shoot a little better. Yeah, he's becoming a, like an okay shooter. But what does he shoot? What's his percentage? I want to say forty-two. Like, yeah, like forty-two percent. I think he hit like thirty-six percent of his threes. He doesn't take okay. a lot of them, uh-huh. but it's like uh-huh. it's no longer you right. know a horrendous shot, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, he's he's getting there. All right, are um, we ready to wrap up? Yes. Let Let's hit your podcast real quick. The let's hi- do it real quick. The history of stand up. Yeah. Tell me about the podcast. We can listen to it on Castbox and Apple uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. What is the you're going through the history of stand up comedy? You nailed it. That's now, what's it. next? Next question. Who are you doing that? Who are you going through it with? Or is this it just is, you talking well, about stand-up is I comedy? I have a co-host. Okay. His name is Andrew Stevens. Know him and, very well. And he uh, kind of is like the student. Okay. And he knows a lot because he's a comedy sure. nerd, yeah. but millennial. Right, so, exactly. So uh, so I kind of tell him what happened as because I was a comedy nerd sure. back in, you know, back in the old days. So it was, you know, when, when I started doing stand-up, I made it a point to see as many of the like old, like George Burns, like vaudeville right. guys, sure. as I could, as well as you know Steve Martin. I saw right. a lot of Duke's comedy, Johnny Carson. I saw Duke comedy, uh, Richard Pryor. You know all of those yeah. guys. So I made sure, like I saw, like what this was, and um, so we start really in kind of it goes from like vaudeville to Netflix, okay, like to today. Okay. And just the different, like the different technologies, records when that happened, right. with Bob Newhart and Mort Saul and Red Fox and all of those guys. And then Comedy Central and then the Comedy Club. Sure. It started in 1963. And then, un, you know, what we call uncomedy, like, you know, alternative comedy. Sure. And how that started and how that's blossomed into this huge industry. And now the internet between podcasting which we're doing right now we're doing right now twitter twitter 
YouTube, yeah. all of this. Vine in, for and a in while. In a way, right. Netflix is an internet sure. device. Oh, right? absolutely. It's a streaming service. Absolutely, yeah. No internet, no Netflix, right? right? So, and if you think about it, let me give you a crazy example. In 2017, there was a company called CISO, which did a bunch of comedy. Right, yeah. Uh, they d- licensed old SNLs. They licensed Monty Python. They did specials that lasted 20 months <laughs> in the middle of this comedy boom that we're right. in now. So it's, but during that time, 2017, the year it went under, uh, Dave Chappelle released four Netflix specials. Right. No one's ever done four right. <laughs> specials in a year. He's doing two at he, a time, did, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he did four in that that year. Yeah. So, uh, so we're in this crazy boom. I don't know if you're familiar with the paperback. It's called the New York Times. Yeah, absolutely. It's been around since the 1800s. Heard of it. Yeah. Um, I believe 166 years old. Okay. It's under fire. It's, it's under fire a little <laughs> bit. It's, uh, it's, uh, but they hired a full-time comedy columnist. Yeah to cover what they're calling the new golden age of comedy. So we're in some crazy thing. So I just was like, uh, do you know CNN's history of comedy? Yeah, thing? absolutely. Yeah. So we're even more narrow than that. We're just talking about stand-up. Okay. So if you want to talk about the Mary Tyler Moore show, yeah. we're, we don't want to talk to you. That's not for you. That is not for us. Right. You want to talk about UCB and all of that? Right. Unless it's about a stand-up comedy show there. Right. We're not interested in But if you want to get to like Brian Regan... Right, right. That, then now we're you're in. Talk about right, exactly. It. So uh, you know how it started and how we got here. Okay. And um, and just how popular it is. Well, the history of stand up on Castbox and Apple Podcasts. Wayne Fetterman. My last question for you, and then, and then I'm going to get out of your. I'm going to get I, out I of your home. I would love to do this again. We'll do um, the whole thing. Who is who is the comedian right now yes. that you look forward to seeing the most? Like if you find out you're at a, you're at the the comedy store tomorrow night mm-hmm. and you and you find out this this person's going to be there, who is just well, like that's a, those are two different questions. Okay. I'm sorry to be no, a, that's fine. an idiot. Okay, I mean I know people don't like me because I'm very specific about this. That's stuff. fine because there's some comedians I love that don't work the comedy store. Okay, see what I'm saying? I got you. Okay, okay. Then any 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 comedy you, venue. Let me tell you a comedian that I just think is incredible. And uh, and that's Paul F. Tompkins. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Uh, I've heard him on many a podcast. Yes, yes. yes. A lot of people know him from right. that. And uh, I just think he is, I hate to use the word genius, just as comedic, so comedically gifted, yeah. it's staggering. And, I, you know, there's, I like Burr. I like, uh, sure. you know, uh, Pat Oswalt. I mean, sure. there's a bunch of comedians I like. Um uh, but you know, obviously Chappelle and Rock and all of the you know right. I, I love all, all the of greats, these guys. Right. And I yeah. just saw you know Adam Sandler tape some stuff. He has a special coming out right. on Netflix. It's excellent. Yeah. But there's something about Paul F. Tompkins that's just uh, to me is I just feel like it's a level above the next level. What would that be called? The the nextest level. Okay, that's that doesn't seem I like I didn't want to say that. That wasn't that's that not the that's not my brain and I Yeah, that's not it. the best way to end that Maybe podcast, but that's how we're going to that's okay, how we're going to end it. Yeah. Wayne Fetterman, History of Stand Up, uh Castbox and Apple Podcasts. Wayne, exactly. thank you so much. Okay, bye.